Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, Silent Bob from all those Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, man. And I'm breaking the silence to tell you that you're listening to the Buff and the Blazer podcast with Drew and El Tato. Enjoy the show, kids. Hey, El Tato. What's going on? We got a podcast of Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffintheblazer.com. Drew over there writes a article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to episode 71 of the Buff and the Blazer podcast, the show where we break down, discuss movies, old, new, everything in between. I'm Drew, and as always, I'm joined by my outstanding co-host, Mr. L. Tato. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Nothing much. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Another week, another week in the books, another movie to talk mm-hmm. about. I think uh, <laughs> this one you might have some uh, pretty strong well, opinions about. Yeah, a little change of pace. Something like that. For the last two months for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, the film we're discussing is Those Who Wish Me Dead, directed by Mr. Taylor Sheridan. And it just came out. It's another one of Warner Brothers' direct-to-streaming releases. So Just they, came out last night. Yeah, they advertised the hell out of it. And it's uh, it's been on the radar for a lot of people. And it stars Angelina Jolie. She's like a huge name. The poster, the banner, actress of the film. But let's uh, not waste any time and let's dive into this thing. So what did you think about Those Who Wish Me Dead? All right. So I'll preface by saying I was very excited to get a movie that wasn't an award season type movie. Yeah. I was hoping to get, you know, some action. I was excited for the return of the hot chick kicking ass theme, which we have on this podcast. And... I almost didn't like anything <laughs> in this movie. There was like a couple, like I, I enjoyed the setting uh-huh. and, and some of the, the landscape, some of that beautiful Western country, Montana, I think it is. Uh-huh. The movie mostly takes place in. But on every aspect, I was just like, oh, this is a whiff, man. <laughs> I was not into, maybe I was into maybe two or three of all of the actors. Okay. I actually bought their performances. Uh huh. Um, the music was absolutely awful, cliche. <laughs> you know, just super duper cliche. the The action scenes were like kind of cool, mm-hmm. but they were bracketed by like these horribly ridiculous stunts that are just so unrealistic when you're trying to present a realistic movie. <laughs> that they just really took me out of it. You know. Gotcha. The storyline I could have got on board with, mm-hmm. just for like you know your your classic kind of action movie. Yeah, I was I I could kind of get on board with that, but like that was kind of killed by like the level of stupid with some of the stunts and and the level of like unrealistic aspects of so much of the actual story. Like a lot of the wilderness stuff. Yeah, and just like the. I'll get we'll get into it when we get the story. All right, all right. But for how bitchin' the special effects were, uh-huh. I thought they were overshadowed by how stupid some of the <laughs> the scenes where they used special effects were. Okay. So all in all, it was just a total flub for me. Like it <laughs> was right. I wanted to like it. I was yeah. into it, you know. Uh-huh. Rolled up a doobie right when the movie started and sparked it up and was all ready for some action and ready for, you know, Angelina Jolie. I haven't seen her in a movie and I can't even remember how long. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just really disappointed me. 
when we got done watching, me and my lady was like, I'm mad that I just spent an hour and 40 minutes watching that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, me too. That movie sucked. I had to turn on some some Stephen Colbert to get a couple chuckles before bed, you know? Well, I guess the silver lining to that is it wasn't two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's that's my overall positive summary. Yeah, yeah. What about you? So your part of your loves is it? It was under two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'll, I'll have some loves when we get there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, for me, for me, I was actually uh, okay with it. I didn't have too okay. many na- uh, like nagging gripes with the film, but a lot of the points that you raised before we started, you know, hitting record, I totally agree with. Like, there are some pretty unbelievable things that happen to the main (laughs) characters and you're like really but i think what i enjoyed about the film is more sort of like big picture so it's kind of like i liked how this movie was kind of a mishmash of a couple different genres it was kind of like crime thriller wilderness survival and like even have this like sort of like a redemption story almost like with with the two with Joe Lee's character and the the younger the younger character Connor Connor yeah so i liked that i liked i really liked the pacing of the film i thought that the way that they mixed action sequences with the character stories uh was a nice balance and it kind of had a good sort of natural pace throughout and i thought in general the acting was was pretty good and i think uh we'll have <laughs> We'll discuss that a little bit too, but um, <laughs> I think on a whole for me, I was I was okay with the acting, and I think so. I just looked up uh, some of the filming locations, and I think they shot the whole film in New Mexico, <laughs> and it's an really? interesting story. So, like, we can talk about it now. We'll we'll kind of get into like the nuts and bolts of story. But what he actually did, the director Taylor Sheridan, is he constructed a hundred plus acres of forest in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. And set it on fire. Oh! And so, not I'm 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 willing to bet a lot of money that not every single scene that has fire in it is real. Yeah. But there are scenes that feature you know real brush on fire in the middle of the desert uh, that he was using. That's quite surprising that he was able to get a permit. Yeah. To to do that, considering yeah how much the West burns every year. (laughs) We had a brush fire where I live like two days ago. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of hoops he jumped through to do that, but uh, apparently that's what they did. But that would be in its like just on its own pretty interesting to watch to see how they <laughs> set a real forest on fire. Anyway, so yeah, I think in general it's not like I'm not going to defend this movie real hard. It didn't stick with me that much, but I thought it was all right. <laughs> yeah, if you in, liked in general, it, you liked it. It was fine. But yeah, let's get into that story a little bit. I think it's safe Where to say Where are we on spoilers? We'll try to avoid any like major spoilers. Okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll touch on like general story elements. One thing I will say is that I thought one of the strengths of this film was that like we get a lot of, of Angelina Jolie's characters backstory. Like she has a few flashbacks and we get to see like some of the things that haunt her from her past is her character, Hannah. But I liked how the story didn't get bogged down too much into like the, unnecessary details of like every character's backstory okay. and specifically with Jake Weber's character, Owen. So he's kind of like the driving force of what sets everything in motion Yeah. Uh, for the, the plot line. And I liked how they didn't s- sit down and spend like 15, 20 minutes discussing like what exactly happened, why things are, are turning out the way they are and why the stories taking off in this direction because of his backstory. I liked how they kind of just drop you in and like, they literally drop you into the story like right Mm -hmm. after the, the titles roll. So like, I think the pacing really, really helped me along with this movie because it could have been like a total slog for me. Like some of these movies, they're really hard to sit through and it probably sounds like it was kind of hard for you to sit through, (laughs) but I I thought just laughing hysterically by about 20 minutes into it. (laughs) All right. Just like calling out what was going to happen next. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I think for me like I I think pacing in this film is is handled really well. So it sounds like they didn't really hook you with any kind of story element in terms of like 
the trajectory of the of the plot, like where it all led to. No, not really. So just to give like a quick kind of outline. So Jake Weber's character, Owen, is a forensic accountant. Yeah. And he <clears throat> uncovers something that some bad guys don't want uncovered. Mm-hmm. In, it's probably tax fraud or yeah. know, running, running drug money, laundering money, something along those lines. And that kind of kicks off the story. There's a couple of bad guys that are out to make sure that information doesn't get out, right? Yep. And And he realizes it, and he you know, basically goes on the run to go somewhere where he thinks where he'll be safe. And that whole thing kind of crosses paths with Hannah, Angelina Jolie's character, and she becomes basically the hero of the story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other characters intermixed in there, but all in all, it's a pretty pretty lean character list Yeah, as far as plot goes, right? Right. But yeah, basically, like you know where it's going, mm-hmm. right away. I felt like every scene was so on the nose. It was okay. like this scene is like Angelina Jolie having her flashback and showing that she's tormented by it, and then the very next scene is like you know Owen going, "Oh shit, we gotta go," <laughs> and then the the next scene is like freaking the bad guys saying oh we know where he went we're going and it was just like there was like no mystery to anything the whole time you know so a bit cliche for you dude so (laughs) cliche okay like after reviewing movies for a year and a half like we have been yeah like i feel like it's been quite a while since we've done something that was like this cookie cutter i get you on the nose right Mm mm-hmm so that's where I'm kind of at with the with the story, you know. And gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Some of the aspects of it are quite un- unbelievable, like how Angelina Jolie, Hannah, and uh, Connor mm-hmm. cross paths. Yeah, I find that quite quite what do I say? Unrealistic, given the ge- geography. <laughs> yeah. Right. So she's supposed to be in this remote fire lookout tower that's you know 12 miles away from the closest road or whatever uh and little (laughs) little connor has his situation where he's all of a sudden in the wilderness Mm -hmm. but he was right by ethan his house when he gets put onto his little journey he was right by his house and you know what within 20 minutes he he's coming across angelina jolie who's supposed to be Way out in the wilderness, like come on, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I I get you, I get you. Let's let's go through some of those those uh, those little details that that kind of ruined it for you. Okay. So I get that. So the general like kind of handling of the geography was pretty unrealistic. Super unrealistic, right? So okay. that kid is supposedly he makes it what twelve miles before the sun even goes down. Yeah, and I guess another. I mean, basically, it's like the odds of them running into each other, right, are zero to none almost. Yeah. Like in a space that wide and that huge. Okay. So, yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you there. The one part I did buy was like how badass Jack and Patrick are, the two villains. Okay, yeah. Like they're like that part of the story I bought. They totally got their shit together, you know. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what they need to do, and they do not give a fuck about anything, which, <laughs> yeah. which I found was really cool. They were by far my favorite element of the, of the whole storyline. Yeah, okay. And then kind of like in the in like the climax of the movie, there's some, some more stuff that is just like, I don't know, it just seemed really unrealistic. Like, does Ethan live out in the boondocks? Because his wife, Allison, like starts tracking the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And and fo- follows them to like the tower, and and the whole point comes back for me. It's like I thought the tower was supposed to be out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like everybody yeah, is finding this thing on foot in a matter of minutes. I get you. Yeah, you know. All right, all right, yeah. So I there's a lot of time issues. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of geography issues. There's a. Uh, you mentioned some, some s- of the like practical stunt issues. <laughs> yeah. So like. When Hannah falls, when her her tower gets struck by lightning, uh-huh. it's like, all right, that's not that unbelievable, right? Uh-huh. It's the highest point on that little mountaintop. 
I can understand how lightning would strike it. Mm-hmm. But for her to have the reaction time to know that lightning is going to hit her thing and then bail off the tower, off the over the handrail, grab her rope, and she, she loses grip of her rope like 10 feet from the top, and that <laughs> thing's supposed to be like 60, 70, 80 feet tall or something. Yeah. And she falls a good 50-plus feet right onto her back <laughs> and just like... Ah, just shakes it off. Like, how ridiculous is that? Yeah. You know, that's like superhero level shit, and there's no no superpowers in this movie. Well, yeah, that's because this one's the prequel to Marvel's Eternals that she's going to be in later. Okay. So this is how she, like, harnesses those powers before <laughs> that film goes. <laughs> okay, so I had a major problem with that, that single fall, right? Yeah. And then the part when uh, Hannah and Connor have to run through the lightning gauntlet, the open field. Yeah, I had a problem with that, too. Lightning that has a mind. It's like you're on a video game. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and then yeah. she gets struck by lightning and just shakes it off like nothing. <laughs> and it's it, like, like, pierces her back. Yeah. Uh. And, like, have, I've, I've been in a lot of some pretty crazy lightning storms in real life. Yeah. Especially high elevation ones, as depicted in this movie. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that there's all the lightning striking in this one open field <laughs> while they're running through it is just like so ridiculously unbelievable. That's yeah, that's super Hollywood right there. Yeah, and then finally, my major gripe is like, okay, forest fires move really fast. Okay, hold up. Before we move on to there, like, okay, we're in agreement, right? If you get struck by lightning like that, you're not coming out of that, right? You might live, but you're not just going to get back up and continue your journey. Shit. Okay, so you could live through that, you think? Yeah, lots of people live after getting struck by lightning. Shit. Okay. But you're not going to just shake it off. Yeah. Like okay. a paintball or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's like, ah, that one got <laughs> me good. Yeah. Let's keep running. <laughs> it's just like so, re- like, and you didn't have to do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You didn't like, have there's to so make many it other that, n- that dangerous. Outlandish. Yeah. There's so many other elements I guess you could have drawn on out in the wilderness. Like, the only thing missing is her, like, wrestling a grizzly bear and winning. Yeah, or at least have, like, a grizzly chasing her or something. You know? (laughs) It's just like it it could have been a really good movie, but they went so overboard with it that it's just like none of it was believable. (laughs) And and the second you get a, a, a at least me, when I get a reaction like, well, that was bogus, you know, like that was stupid, I'm totally taken out of the movie and I'm not invested anymore. So were you actually, like, laughing out loud during certain oh, parts hysterically okay can you can you act can you remember what was the first thing you the first thing you laughed at uh, well, the first thing i laughed at was her falling off the tower <laughs> okay and then like when the lightning and the lightning thing happens i don't know 20 minutes after that and i was yeah. just like okay this is this is ridiculous and then at like the end of the movie when they have their <laughs> when they're when they're running from the fire that has a mind to chase them i had a major problem with that (laughs) okay so like they're running from the fire and the fire's picking up speed as if it has a mind and there's like giant ponderosa trees just going up like matches Mm -hmm. like yeah that shit burns but like instant right like instant full flame for a whole giant tree that's you know 400 years old like that shit doesn't really happen (laughs) that quickly Right, like we're talking like milliseconds, where the these trees are going up, and the fire is fire can travel super fast, and I agree with that. But the fire is basically traveling as fast as they're running, and, <laughs> yeah. and basically like chasing them, which is just like so ridiculously stupid. <laughs> but All the right. part when they're running from the fire and they start running downhill. I was like, oh, they're going to slide down the hill, and boom, they start sliding. And I was like, oh, and then right before the fire gets to them, they're going to get into the water, and boom, that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. And my, my lady was just, like, laughing with me. I was just <laughs> like, this is just so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and I really like I like the subject matter, right? Like, I, wildfires are a big part of my life. Yeah. Where I, where I live, I'm in like the dark, dark red zone for fire danger, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so I thought they could have done a really cool story with with forest fires. Yeah. But it just tur- turned into this, like, A-team hotshot crew thing that was just, like, I don't know. Oh, really you're talking long. about all her firefighter buddies? <laughs> yeah, like, they're... And they're not even really, like, in it for, for a, a good chunk of the movie. Like, they're in it in the no. beginning, and then they kind of go away. Oh, and okay, so one more big thing. When she does the the parachute rodeo trick. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? what is even the point of that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even get it. Yeah. Like, I this is you. just an element of the movie that seems to be thrown. It's like Michael Bay was a consultant, you know? <laughs> and just had to, like, throw some ridiculous, stupid shit in there the whole time. Oh, man. When you're trying to to tell kind of a grounded story. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the director of this movie, Taylor Sheridan, like, his filmography is pretty fucking great. Like, he did Hell or High Water. That's, like, solid right there. He did Wind River. That's another solid film. He wrote that one. That's recent. Yeah, he did Yellowstone, the series with Kevin Costner. Also a writer on that one. So maybe he doesn't have a whole ton of... They all seem to be in this kind of Western theme. Yeah, well, he's like an Americana type director, mm-hmm. so he's into all these like kind of wilderness stories. And but yeah, it looks like he he directed Wind River. That was a good one. And then he's directed a few episodes of Yellowstone, but not a huge like directing background. So yeah, I I guess I could understand like some of the uh, when a film's like this big budgeted. And you have someone that hasn't directed a whole ton of stuff. I could see some of that being like a little bit of a, a learning curve right there. But I guess like the practicality of it all, it's, it's just a little bit more on the Hollywood side of things <laughs> more than anything. Well, my whole thing is like you didn't have to make it that ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Like when she falls out of the out of the tower, you could have had her hold on to the rope until maybe she got to like 20 feet. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Nobody, I don't care how tough you are, is taking a 50-foot fall to the back and not breaking something. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, like, the lightning field shit. Like, you could have had it just one, right? Mm-hmm. Just one lightning strike could have been fine. It didn't have to be 50. <laughs> You know, 50 all striking within a, you know, a 10 acre meadow. Yeah. At the exact time when they're like, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Like nobody, nobody on set was like, mm, maybe we tone down the amount of lightning in this scene. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I sure. That's the other thing too. Like, it's hard to tell if, and like, I don't want to make excuses because this, this could go for any film. But with stuff like that, it's sometimes hard to tell what is the director going, we need to add this in here, or how much of that is the studio execs going, we need to spice this up. Well, like it's- whoever it is, <laughs> yeah. chill out. You ruined a decent movie Yeah, I th- because of your spice. I think it could have been a lot more realistic in those terms yeah. for sure. Like It could have been even more grounded. So contrast it with this, right? Like the gunshots. Mm-hmm. All the gunshots in this, like the special effects when it came to the gunshots. Yeah. Were like hyper realistic and looked really good. Mm-hmm. And then put that with the lightning and the fire scenes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, one more. <laughs> one more big pet peeve. Okay. So when, yeah. uh, when Jack and Patrick get to the tower. Uh-huh. And this is the trailer, so everybody's probably seen this. I'm not giving it away. But when they send Ethan up the tower to go look for the the boy or 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 for Hannah, right? Mm-hmm. Homeboy climbs a tree with a 50 cal sniper rifle up to the level of the tower, right? <laughs> yeah. Cuz he, when he's looking through his scope into the tower, he's like only maybe 10 feet lower in elevation than where Ethan is standing up in the tower, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, number one, climbing trees that quickly is fairly <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Number two, 
getting down. He gets down out of that tree in like three seconds. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. I get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't have to make it that ridiculous. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'd agree with I you. I'd agree with you. I don't know. Um, was Were there any elements of the story before we move on that you that you did find compelling or or engaging or so like or positives okay so i didn't like angelina's emotional struggle <laughs> right i didn't like that very much okay i liked connor's whole whole vibe i thought mm-hmm. he did a good job yeah of really you know kind of depicting what a kid would have to do in that situation as gnarly as it is. Yeah. And then I really liked the bad guys. Okay. But almost everyone else in the story like I I didn't I didn't buy it all. Okay, gotcha. And and the I, I a big part of the story that I didn't buy was when uh, Jack lights the forest fire. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that this thing just rages all night uh-huh. without any firefighters ever Knowing that it's I raging. thought that was crazy. Yeah, because I thought like, that was crazy. I mean, we live somewhere where that burns all the time. The second a fire starts, there is planes and helicopters in the air, like, immediately. doesn't matter what time of day it is. Well, on top of that, though, the film starts off at the training school for yeah. all those firefighters. It's right it's like there. You're in, you're in a hotshot college. Yeah. You're like area. prime territory for firefighters to show up. Yeah, the whole town is half firefighters, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And nobody, I thought that was weird too. Nobody sees this, you know, 20,000 yeah. acre fire that rips off cuz he lights the fire in the daytime. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? And then it burns throughout the night and it's just like there were so <laughs> many things that took me out from just like a I just wonder like why did they why did they feel the need to not even make it slightly realistic. I get you. I on get any you. aspect, you know? Let's pull out just a little bit, though. Like, let's pull out bigger picture, and I just want to ask you questions. Like I mentioned before, I think I think you have, like, the crime thriller element of, you know, that whole plot line going on, and then you have all of the, like, you have the firefighting stuff and the wilderness story, like, survival story. Did you what did you think of them like kind of mixing those two together? Like th- they're almost like separate genres to me. And like the fact that they they took well, and I think it's important to note too that um this is based off of a book. So this is based off of a oh. novel. So it's not like an original. Fiction? Yeah. Okay. Um so it's not it's not an original story by any means, but the fact that the way they depicted in film at least it's like you have the two genres. You have like the crime thriller element of things that all kind of merges with like a wilderness story, I guess. What did you, what did you think about that? Any thoughts on that? Like did you Yeah, I like I said I liked the overall gist of the story. Okay, like, okay. I feel like the actual story if it was done maybe with a bit more care to reality, it yeah. could have been a cool story. Because mm-hmm. they they've merged those uh, genres before. What was that movie with Benicio del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones, where like uh, one of them is hunting the other one, and Tommy Lee Jones or someone like flint naps a knife and they have like an epic knife fight. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? I I think so. Yeah. Or even like, um, what's another movie? Even Revenant. Revenant's kind of more on the survival end of things. Uh huh. But, like, he's uh, got a bad guy. Oh, The Hunted. The Hunted. The Hunted, that's right. You know what I'm talking about. So, like, these genres have cross-pollinated before. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I feel like it had the makings of of a good story. But if I was, which I'm not, if I was in the room, I would have been like, okay, tone the firefighters down a bit. They don't need to be, like, freaking teddy roosevelt's rough riders or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean like they don't need to be this freaking like gang of ultra badasses they're all like kano from fucking mortal Kombat. well that's a that's a problem on on different levels too because okay if you're gonna do that well then let's spend some time with them at least like let's yeah let's actually feature them a little bit <laughs> but yeah, we don't so like 
Make them normal dudes. I have tons of friends who are firefighters, tons mm-hmm. who are hot shots. Tons. I'm I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. And they're just normal dudes. Like, yeah, they're they're kinda rough around the edge guys, but like the whole overblown badassness <laughs> of them was just like really lame. Number two, when it comes to the stunts, don't take a don't take a stunt which a normal person would be dead or paralyzed from and just have a person shake it off. Gotcha. Right? Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the special effects, like don't don't make them in a video game running <laughs> from lightning and fire, right? These things aren't conscious. Right? They presented lightning and fire as like conscious beings <laughs> in this movie. I get you. Which is just like, come on. All right, so basically what I'm what I'm getting from you is that you like the idea of the story, but the execution yeah. of it was awful. Yeah. Okay. It's like you had a cool story and mm-hmm. you let like a group of 8-year-old boys make the calls <laughs> on on the stunts and the special effects and stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. It's got like yeah. a really childish feel when it comes to that stuff. And it's supposed to be a realistic, somewhat grounded movie. I get you. I get you. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's fair. It's fair. Totally fair. Because, <laughs> like, I, like, okay, so a little bit like Mortal Kombat and stuff. I didn't expect right. r- realistic stunts in that. Yeah. Because it's a video game movie. It's a super, you know, you're suspending belief. Mm-hmm. This movie is firmly grounded in the real world there's no magic there's no superpowers right why is there elements of that in the stunts and the special effects yeah i get you i get you you know yeah no totally i think that's probably where we differ a little bit i mean i think because i agree with all the points you made i think the only thing is was it, it the execution of it didn't bother me as much even though there were parts where i was like wow really but i was like yeah I, the i think i was engaged with the general story enough to where I was like, okay, yeah, they, they Hollywoodized a lot of the stuff, but I think that's, that's where the difference is. I guess it just didn't like bother me as much, but a lot of the gripes you had, I, I also had, I was like, wow, I thought she would have been dead after being struck by lightning well, or falling from that tower. Out of it. Yeah. It, made I get me, it put me into the, the shit talking mood, right? <laughs> yeah. And you don't want that when a movie. You want to be engaged. You want to be, you know, invested. Yeah, for sure. And the second I start making fun of something, it's like, okay, now it's the movie's just a joke at this point. <laughs> yeah. And I don't care about any of it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. All right. Well, we I think we broke down a lot of uh, our thoughts on that. Yeah, and um, I don't think we gave anything away. No, I think pretty good. Let's move on to. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to to characters in acting <laughs> okay all right why we talked you, a little bit about it why don't you kind of <laughs> say what you liked and we'll have enough of me talking shit okay well no well we we need to get you talking shit because that's uh it's rare <laughs> okay i was okay with the acting in general i think the cast list for this film is fantastic i mean you have so you have angelina jolie obviously but then you have a bunch of you know kind of secondary characters that are in it and like supporting characters that have been on a lot of stuff. Aiden Gillen is like, he's great. My favorite Jack. He's a uh, little finger in game of Thrones and Peaky blinders. You said Abraham gold. Yeah. So he's fantastic actor. Nicholas Holt's been in a lot of stuff. He plays Patrick. He's another really good actor. I haven't seen him before this. Yeah. He's, he's not been that I in, know of. You might have seen a movie or two with him in it. Jack, Jake Weber, I've seen him in. He's one of those faces that you kind of recognize from films. He just pops up in a bunch of different movies. Tyler Perry's in it. <laughs> Whiff. And then uh, John Bernthal, The Punisher. like, And he's been in a ton, too. Uh, I really liked his character. I thought he was he was pretty cool. Like he's um, He plays that kind of like... He's trying to be the hard-nosed, like, sheriff, but he's the trying to be the grounded one. And let's just say I liked what happens to him at the, <laughs> you know, at the end. Well, they don't really reveal it, right? They do, I think. But why? I guess that's spoilery. Yeah. Never mind. You, you, you think uh, it's not really 
definitive one way or the other? Yeah, because uh, what Allison says, and I won't say what she says, mm-hmm. but if she says that, what's the point of the next scene? Mm. Lift it the, with with the lift. I'll just say that. Oh. Right? Why? Yeah, that's a good point. Now I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was pretty sure. Well, anyways, I liked him. Anyways, yeah, anyways. Finn Little I thought was fantastic, the, the kid who plays Connor. Yeah, I liked um, him. Really good emotional actor. You believe him in that situation. Like He's that, got some uh, baggage, for sure. That, yeah, that whole that journey. He, that he picks up halfway through the movie and then carries it. Because he kind of, he did a good job of being like that aloof preteen. Yeah. Prior to shit popping off, and then he was like, you know, carrying a lot of emotional weight the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. which I found really good. Yeah. And then uh, Medina Singhor, I, I liked her performance in this movie, too. I'm not super familiar with her. It looks like she's done a lot of television. Um, yeah, she's badass in this movie. Yeah, she's really, <laughs> she kicks some ass. But yeah, I think in general, I was I was good with the cast like and the, the performances. I didn't really have too many major gripes. <laughs> but I, I want to hear your take on Jolie, because I, I didn't mention Jolie. To me, she was just like Jolie. Angelina Jolie, <laughs> that I've always kind of been used to. But um, what did you think of her performance? <laughs> so, like, from a technical technical standpoint, uh-huh. I thought her acting was really good in this. Okay. But, like, her in this story, I found hard to believe. Oh, I get what you're saying. So, you didn't like the, you thought the role wasn't her kind of role. Like, wasn't right for her. Yeah, it's just like this, you know, this smoking hot chick, firefighter lady. Like, I get you. Yeah, yeah. She's like almost too glamorous. She doesn't. She didn't really come off as that like kind of firefighter chick. I get you. That's totally different. I thought you you just didn't liked her performance. No, it's just like the whole movie. She's you know either crying or in badass mode. I get you. And you, and you can't. There's not a lot of difference yeah, in in either of those modes besides her eyes watering. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was a lot of uh, expression yeah, coming from her. But, like, yeah, I just had a hard time buying her in that role. You know, it is an interesting choice. Like, and I'm sure it comes down to Taylor Sheridan wanting her in this movie, but probably not my first choice to cast in, a, in that role, Angelina yeah. Jolie. Yeah. But yeah, she's a huge name. It's a Warner Brothers film, so I guess I kind of get it. But yeah, I, I had. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I, I I think I agree with you. Maybe not the the most believable casting. Yeah, she's just way too hot and glamorous for <laughs> for this role to me. <laughs> but like, I had thought she hasn't done anything in a long time, and I looked at her IMDb, and she's got stuff like every year going back. Yeah. Until the films where I remember her from, but I haven't seen her in anything in a long time. So it was What nice are some of the films her. you remember her from? Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. You know, that was uh-huh. like, whatever, 14. And then she's <laughs> so hot with the blonde dreads yeah. in that movie. And then I can't really think of other stuff offhand. Tomb Raider. I ha- I don't even know... I think I know I've seen parts of a bunch of them, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched one front to back. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I just they used to have that movie on like TBS or TNT like all the time. Yeah, they used to play the hell out of that movie. What else? But yeah, these Disney movies I've never seen. Yeah, the Maleficent films she's actually really good in. You know, my nieces and nephews they they were into her Maleficent films for oh, Beowulf a, for a minute there. Beowulf. Yeah, she was in that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I I thought she was just kind of like. Oh yeah, she was. Olympias and Alexander, that's right. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I remember that movie. That's a good one, yeah. That's a good one. But all in all, I just, I didn't buy her in in the role. I get you, totally. And another person, I don't have anything against him, but there was just too much of like a surfer vibe I was getting from Ethan, John Bernthal. Oh, yeah? I was getting like this, like, shah, man, like fucking (laughs) surfer vibe from him the whole time, and I was like, wait, He's supposed to be a sheriff 
in the West somewhere. Why am I getting like a surfer vibe from him? You know, <laughs> and it just kind of bugged me the whole movie, and I I could never take him serious. As he opens the back of his police car and the surfboard pops out, <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Bro, leave me alone." <laughs> and that's obviously like just what I had, but like I don't know. Have you seen I, him I as the Punisher? Not. No, dude, so fucking good. It's a show. Yeah, it was on Netflix. It's a Netflix okay. original show, but uh, he's so good as the Punisher. I could see him a lot more as that. He seems like he was in Sin City, but I don't know if he was. But he has that look like <laughs> he, he was in Sin City. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he plays a lot of those like super hard-nosed characters. He was in uh, that World War II movie, Fury, where he plays like one of the oh, tank guys. I haven't seen that. That's the tank one, right? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. Um, he's good in that one. That's LaBeouf. That's LaBeouf. Brad Pitt. Yeah. I need to um, see. We should do that at some point. Yeah, we could. I think uh, it's a really gritty war movie. Sweet. Yeah, so he's he's been in, like, it was an interesting kind of change of pace because I'm always used to seeing him, like, bashing someone's guy? face in or, like, <laughs> getting beat up or cut up or something like that. He gets pretty fucked up in this movie. Yeah, he does. <laughs> But uh, I think this is one of the more like it's funny like he one of the more mellow roles that he's played and he's like a sheriff. Yeah, <laughs> really weird. So the two bad guys, Aiden Gillen and Nicholas Holt. Yeah, were my favorite. I like I bought into them so much. I love freaking Aiden Gillen. Oh yeah, he's super good. He has some some cold hearted lines in this movie, dude. I love mm-hmm. that shit. I love the line where he's like. Something about I didn't want to shoot a pregnant woman, but yeah. if you don't do this, I'll fucking burn her alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> some some cold hearted shit right there. And like uh, Patrick, he he's just like the total mercenary, right? He's like obviously military background, got out of the army and just like got a job with some bad dudes. But he just like yeah, or like special forces or some shit. Yeah, like that. total mm-hmm. killing machine. You yeah, know? I liked his character a lot. Yeah, they're but, both very, like, business, all about yeah. the business. But I got to say, their boss. <laughs> Medea? <laughs> I can't take Tyler Perry seriously as a villain. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. That's funny. Uh. I absolutely can't. Dude's been doing recycled TBS comedies for 20 years where he plays half of the characters on the screen. <laughs> it's like put it's like putting Dana Carvey in that role or <laughs> something like that, right? You know or what's Mike, weird? I I <laughs> Mike Myers is the villain, right? <laughs> I can't take him seriously. 1 million dollars. <laughs> now, um I actually bought him as the like in the 5 minutes of screen, not even 5 minutes, like the the 1 minute of screen time that he has. But I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting choice, though. Like, for at least for me, I bought it. Like, I thought he he looked intimidating the way he played it, and even like the way he delivered lines. But I just thought it was a weird choice to have Tyler Perry in that role for like thirty screen seconds. And you don't think about that, like, or we think about that as we're watching the movie, right? When we see a character, we automatically go through the rolodex of what we know them from. Yeah. Casting people don't think of that. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, like you're you're great, Tyler. You're I don't even think that's casting good, people. But like, I only see Medea. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's all. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably all Taylor Sheridan. He's like, I want Tyler Perry in that role. <laughs> Cause I mean, occasionally it works, right? Yeah. Occasionally you have uh, like, like off the really- top of my head, I can't think of it. But there's a ton of movies where it's like. You know, 25-second, 30-second shot of someone in a role, and it's like, oh, shit, it's person, you know, so-and-so. Yeah, but, like, wholesome actors can pull off villains really well sometimes, right? Like, I think of Robin Williams in that photo, photo Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. Who else? What's another example where, like, somebody played a villain way better than you thought they would have? You say Cumberbatch is a villain in some of his movies, right? Yeah, he's been a villain. I can't see that. No? But it's good, you say? Yeah, he's really good. As a, I probably his first like one of his first major roles. Have you seen uh 
what what is Hemsworth plays a the villain in uh, Bad Times at some hotel or something like that. There's um, some movie that's fairly recent. Wait, who who did you say? Chris Hemsworth plays a villain. He's like a Manson type figure. Oh oh, and it's a pretty sweet ass movie. Yeah, it's uh oh shit. It's bad like times bad at the El Royale. That's what it is. Yeah, that's another example I could think of, where like you don't really see Hemsworth as a villain, or at least I don't. Right, like Thor's a hero. Yeah, but yeah, bring it back to this total whiff for me on on Tyler Perry. I'm just trying to think like off the top of my head. I mean, I I guess for me, and I know you're not a huge fan of the film, but Heath Ledger is the Joker. Like, yeah, well, when that came out, I was like. Heath Ledger, <laughs> not only as the Joker, but like in that role as a, you know, like one of the villains in that universe. He's fucking fantastic. Yeah, Joaquin is good in the, the more recent Joker, but he's kind of creepy as fuck anyway. Like he plays creeps in a bunch of them Shyamalan movies, right? Yeah, Shyamalan. And, <laughs> and he was like Commodus in uh, Gladiator, right? Yeah. So he's got some villain action. Yeah, you know what? We'll re uh, revisit this. We'll try and remember this because it's it's going to bug me. But yeah, there's there's a a bunch of actors where you're like you don't see them as villain characters and they can just put on like a bang performance as a villain. While we're on this just real quick, who's your favorite villain in a movie ever? Just one. You only get one. A favorite villain in a movie? Yeah. Ooh. Mm. I mean, this is probably super biased because I like Star Wars so much, but Ian Ian McDermott as the Emperor in the original Star Wars. Like, oh, man. Mine's Javier Bardem in uh, No Country. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's his name, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's my favorite villain ever. Yeah, like, I guess you could... (laughs) That's the one that comes to mind. Daniel Day-Lewis, I think, is another one. I mean, he's... In uh, There Will Be there Blood? There Will Be Blood, yeah. Okay. I like that's him really, in that movie. That's really good. Yeah. That movie's great. Yeah. That's another, like, that's up there pretty high. I don't know, man. There's there's a bunch of good ones. Tyler Perry, not on that list. We got to do, like, uh, maybe we'll mix it up one of these days and do, like, a top ten show or something. Just do, like, random top tens of uh, whatever. Like, we can sprinkle right. those in or something. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, the award show back at the end of the year was fun, so yeah. why not? Yeah, we could mix it up a little bit. All right. All right. Well, we're uh we're moving along a little bit slower today, but that's all right. That's all Let's right. get into uh cinematography, look FX, like the uh production side of things with the movie. Uh we touched on it a little bit. Some of the special effects weren't all that uh <laughs> that compelling I th- I think to you, but I do have to say some of the flashback scenes that she has when she's they're fighting yeah. the fire, I thought that, that fire stuff- looked yeah, that fire looked good. That looked actually pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually one of the ones that they lit on fire for real. Like, yeah, I don't know about one, the embers all flying around real. them. The stuff in the background looked pretty realistic. And then um, the film opens up, right, with this cool, like, shot of, like, these para firefighters. Yeah, the hot shots. Did that look, uh, that looked pretty realistic to me. It did. I wonder if they filmed it practically. So, like, there was points where it kind of looked fake a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, they obviously had some people jump, right? Yeah. And they did that. But I'll say this about all of the cinematography and the special effects. The effects were good. Yeah. Everything looked really good. Mm Mm-hmm. There was just, like, a volume issue. Like, with the lightning, there was... You didn't need that much. Right. You know, l- yeah. Lightning yeah. doesn't pop off like that. But and the look with, of everything is like yeah, it spot on good. point. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I loved, and same with the fire, right? When the fire is chasing them with saliva dripping from its mouth. <laughs> and it, that yeah. looks like straight out of Mortal Kombat, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it looked good. Like the fire looked real. Yeah. And mm-hmm. stuff. And I, I like the ashiness yeah. of, of all of those effects. But I really liked a lot of the big landscape shots, and that's just because like, they're, they're filming some gorgeous country. Yeah. yeah, were there any particular like shots that stuck out to you? 
I mean, there was obviously a bunch of drone shots that I liked. Yeah, there were some like cool stuff. Like a lot stuff. of those flying through Canyon and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those were really cool. And I really liked, I'll just say, the, the car accident scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I thought, like, from, like, a, you know, big-budget movie thing, I was like, and that's what kind of bugged me about the rest of the special effects in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, dude, that car crash scene is awesome. It looks so realistic because mm-hmm. they obviously really did that with the car, right? Yeah. They, like, pushed it down that hill and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all the, the gun stuff intermixed with that. I loved it. Yeah. So, like, how is it you have one action scene that's, like, really good? Because that happens, what, about 40 minutes in, 50 minutes in? Something yeah, like that. something like that. Maybe not that deep, but I feel like it's that deep. Right when that happened, I was like, okay, like, maybe the second half of this movie is going to be really sweet, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, every big sequence besides the the final scene, which I won't talk about too much, <laughs> you know, that was pretty sweet, too. Yeah. The fight scene. But then there's those all those, those big stunts in there that just, like, ruined it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, in terms of camera work for me, I liked... There wasn't a shot in particular that I that stuck out to me there. I was like, oh, wow. I think in general, I liked the movement of, of camera work in this movie. Like, I liked kind of this really nice, sleddy, steady, slow-moving kind of thing that the camera always had. It was, like, constantly in motion with, like, the landscape shots, with establishing shots, but also with some of the character shots. It's just a very nice, gradual, smooth movement of camera throughout. That was, like, visually pleasing to me. And I, I liked all the scenery, like, all the landscapes, yeah. just like you. It's all really beautiful. Gorgeous. Um, it's that nomad land hack, dude. Yeah, it's... Uh, f- film anywhere out west, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I really like that. And then, yeah, I think the two, in terms of special effects, I think the two sequences that I thought were the most, like, I guess, I don't know, the, that stood out to me the most were the, the flashback fire scenes, I thought looked yeah. really realistic. Yeah. And then I loved like the the parachuting out of the the planes with the okay. the fire crews cuz I like I couldn't tell if if like they actually shot it or if that was like special effects. But either way, if it was special effects, it's pretty damn good like that I was, you know, questioning. Would a person catch on fire that rapidly? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not sure. I that particular element of that scene, right? In her flashback yeah, in her flashback. Yeah. Like, homeboy gets gets hit by a falling tree that's on fire, and he's instantly, like, full flame out of a burning building type shit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like their clothing would be more fire retardant than that. I'd be, like, interested to see one of your firefighter buddies, like, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I should hit up Cody. He lives, and- like... 40 yards away be like yo give me the uh the skinny on would this happen would <laughs> yeah, this happen? yeah bring on a consultant right yeah 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 because my f- i have a good friend who lives right right by me and he's a hot shot guy he like runs hot shot crews oh wow yeah yeah that'd be he's interesting cool. all right well let's keep rolling on here hold uh, on so okay that that's your favorite if you had to pick out like a single shot is the flashback fire yeah or sequence i guess you'd call it Okay, I like that one, but I like the the first kind of the car crash scene. I thought that scene was awesome. That was really well executed too. And uh, I won't say anything about who is involved, but shout out to the the flaming bear spray, dude. <laughs> that's yeah. an awesome scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one. I was surprised. I was like, how is his like whole? How is his hair still attached to his head? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I kind of got the sense that like that was like the goo left over. Yeah, maybe. But like I was he, like, it wasn't like she just grazed him. Like it was, he got fucking toasted. Yeah, that seems sweet. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I used to do that as a kid, man. I used to do all kinds of stupid shit like that. Flaming bear spray. No, yeah, flaming I, like you know, flaming aerosol yeah, hair, cans, hairspray, like, whatever, yeah. blowing shit up. WD forty. Yeah. Don't do it, kids. That was really bad. I'm not. I, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I used to do stupid stuff like that. 
Don't let little boys play with gasoline. No, no. I never burned anything down, but I did some bad shit to some bugs that I feel guilty about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The genocide. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the score of the movie, because I think like you, I wasn't a huge fan of it either. Dude, it's just so <laughs> on the nose. Yeah, very uh, studio Hollywood score. It's like the score that an AI would put together. Oh wow! Okay. Like make make an AI watch a bunch of movies from the eighties and nineties uh-huh. or whatever, and then make them make a score, and that's what it would be. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> it's Brian Tyler, and he's scored some good movies. This one just seemed like it was a little bit more kind of. Did you like any element? Not, not really. I mean, I won't say that I like actively heard the score and was like, "Oh God, that's awful," but there wasn't anything that piqued my interest at all. It was all kind of very much like. Sad scene is scored this way, and yeah. action scene is scored this way, and you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a little bit just, it's a standard movie score. It's just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I'll My usually talk about the it score. Out multiple times. Did she? Like yeah, how? She's like, this is awful. Every time I noticed it, it was uh-huh. in a really negative way. <laughs> yeah. But I will give, a, give props to the sound effects, since we're on the kind of audio topic oh, okay yeah, i yeah. liked the roar of the fire mm-hmm. you know i even liked when you could hear it in the distance when they weren't close to it yeah just like a slight rumble i liked that i liked all the gun action yeah i liked some of this the punch you know it had a little bit of that batman-y punch sound effects mm-hmm. and some of the punches in the movie have uh they're very kind of jarring i'll say it that way yeah I won't give anything away, but, like, they're kind of brutal to watch. Yeah, yeah. That was all really good. Even um, the crash scene, like, a lot of people don't realize, like, you don't film that and then just hold a mic to it. Like, a lot of that stuff is done, you know, in studio. Like, it's called Foley, where you're you're literally creating the sound effects for a silent scene. Ah. And so a lot of that stuff is done by scratch. Like, so stuff like the car crashing and stuff like that and and twisting wrecking metal that's all stuff that's done in post-production that's sweet yeah do you think this kind of jumps to the last topic but do you think the person involved in the car crash who's not in the car is a stunt person or do you think that was a dummy mm, could have been cgi too yeah it could have been that yeah it could have been cgi it looked pretty real to me I don't know if it was a stunt person, but like I was like, oh, I did one of those. You know, I got my oh, old shit. face. Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think one of the coolest car crashes is in, uh, <laughs> it's actually in a Bond movie, and they broke a Guinness World Record for the number of rolls in a car. Oh, damn. Um, and it was for Casino Royale, and there was a stunt driver in that car. Really? And uh, it's a scene where he's driving like at night down a two-lane road, and there's someone tied up in the middle of the road. And he avoids her, and then the car flips over and just rolls. And they, I forget how many times they rolled it, but they, they broke a Guinness World Record. And it, one take? It was in an Ashton Martin. Damn. Yeah. So that was isn't probably... There, isn't there a Bond movie that we got yeah. shorted last year? It's on the shelf right now. <laughs> They're uh, no, just waiting no to release. No release date, nothing? It'll be 4th of July. <laughs> yeah you know um, it will like i know top gun is slated to release later this year and i think with the at the rate they're opening up stuff i could see more films being released at, by the end of the year so yeah i don't know we'll see well, but yeah we're definitely have to do that one i haven't seen any of the daniel craig bonds he's like probably my favorite yeah he's one of the best i think october 8th that's like the expected release date fuck so we'll see my movie theater opens back up next weekend. My really? little local, my little local one, yeah. Oh, sweet! You were they watching that Nomadland. bunch of Land. That's all they got on the marquee, right? Really? Now. Yeah. <laughs> you watched a few of the films we did, right, in that theater? Yeah, our little movie theater's dope, dude. It's yeah, only like, I saw it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's only like I don't know, forty, fifty seats. 
Yeah. In, in uh, the three small ones, and then the big one might be like 100 seats. But anytime you go, there's nobody there. You're the only person there. It's sweet. Uh, yeah, it's badass. I love those little small ones. Yeah. They're it's always four like, screens. That's sweet. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always thought it would be cool to own one of those things. Like just a small one and pimp it all up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a business that's been around the whole time I've lived here, which I can't say for probably 60% of the businesses up here. Oh, wow. In 25 years. Shit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, All right. Well, let's let's start to wrap up here and get into our love-hates. I do want to start with you again. Okay. We always do. So, yeah, give us your love-hates. Aiden Gillen, he's an awesome villain in this. (laughs) <laughs> he was he was by far my favorite part of the yeah, movie. His, he's good. Every line and how like business oriented he is. No bullshit, no small talk the whole time. Yeah. He was my biggest love. That and the big landscape shots just cuz I got to see like awesome aerial America type shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a That's really good gorgeous. really good series. Uh what I hated was how overblown they did Angelina's stunts. Okay. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. Gotcha. You know? Lightning doesn't chase you. <laughs> Nobody can fall from fifty feet straight to the back. Yeah. And shake it off. I'll give them I would be willing to forfeit the fire chase if the other two flubs weren't there. <laughs> and homeboy getting out of the tree. Okay, yeah. Have some have have some respect for these trees, man. <laughs> that one I it, didn't pick out, but yeah, I It is difficult to climb, you know, 40, 50 feet up into a tree yeah. with a giant gun on your back and then just pop right out of it like nothing happened. <laughs> have some yeah. respect for gravity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Those are my love hates. <laughs> All right. What about you? I'm going to start with my hates first because okay. after <laughs> after hearing about you like add to the <laughs> to the unbelievable elements that I already thought were kind of crazy, uh, it has to be uh, some of the the execution of the like practical elements like being struck by lightning or falling from the tower, stuff like that. The fire stuff like <laughs> I maybe didn't real like realize it as much and like I'm no expert in firefighting or anything so I don't know but yeah I guess that is a little bit nuts how like fire literally hunted her down like that hunted them down so yeah I'd say I'm there with you with with some of the practical execution of some of that stuff but my loves more are are like the pacing of the film and I like the structure of the story like I I liked the story elements of setting that whole like crime thriller into this like wilderness uh, genre and having like parts of the, the redemption going on between Angelina Jolie's character and Finn Little's character, Connor. Mm. So I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, But like I said, it was, it was a film that I thought in general worked for me, but it it's, it's not anything that I thought was like, amazing or you know is gonna be on like any top 10 list that i have no yeah it it worked for me i was i was okay with it all right well since i went first on love hates okay it's that time of the of the show all right so i'm going to give it i'm gonna give it a full point on story full point for story because i already mentioned why more in like a general sense characters are gonna get a full point for me in acting um i was okay with that none of that really stood out to me I'm going to give it a half for cinematography look FX because of like everything that we've mentioned. I'm not going to give it a point on score. And did I like it? I think I liked it. I, th- I think I was okay with it. So I'll, I'll give it a full point. I put so you at three and a half. Three and a half. All right. That's, that's about where I'd put it right there. Three and a half for me. All right. I'm going to give half for story. Okay. Because I do like the general storyline mm-hmm. there was just elements that took me out of it and made me not buy it anymore gotcha i'm gonna give it half on characters because there were some people that i didn't really like in this but there were some people that i really liked so it's a half okay that puts me at one, one score point. nothing okay cinematography i'm gonna give it a half 
because there were some sweet landscape shots and some of the effects were actually really good. Okay. You know, but there was a there was a volume issue with some of the special effects that was overdone. So it's yeah. a half. So that puts me at one and a half. <laughs> okay. And it's not getting the feels because it it shifted my uh, engagement with some ridiculous scenes that took me out of the movie so I couldn't take it seriously anymore. You definitely shouldn't be laughing at a movie like this, so something's wrong there if you were laughing. Yeah. so <laughs> one and a half bong one and loads. A half. You're not going to get very high off of one and a half bong loads, dude. No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, yeah, this one was, this was an interesting one. It's just... Uh, I will say, though, my opinion is not the majority. I am definitely in the minority on this. The audience score is huge, 84 is that on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So 84% of people who saw this liked it, and I didn't. So don't. What about the, the old just critics? Take my word is gospel. Huh? What about the old critics? 63. I could see that. That's probably about where I would stick it. That's like the kind of score you gave it? Yeah. So, like I said, it didn't blow me away by any means. I was just okay with it. But yeah. Well, I think we. It's on HBO Max if anyone wants to watch it. It's like. Uh, judge it for yourselves. Yeah, judge it for yourself. And it's a free watch. And it's, I guess that's another positive, right? It's not ridiculously long. <laughs> yeah. I was stoked when I saw it, like an hour and a half. I was yeah, like, cool. there's definitely some sweet-ass action scenes in this movie. Yeah. That um, are worth watching. Yeah, and I think in general, it's like, there's enough action in the film to to kind of, like, get you along the way. And I think a lot of the reviews I was looking at, too, kind of, said as much where they were like yeah there's some pretty good action in here yeah the best way to to tell is watch it for yourself so Mm. it's on hbo max for 30 days and then they'll pull it so Mm. uh that's how these these premiere movies work on hbo max but yeah i think that's all we got i think we (laughs) we we dove pretty deep into that one in this episode sorry for talking so much shit but got it hey we have to when it's uh (laughs) gotta be honest gotta be honest uh (laughs) But yeah, that's all we got. That was uh, episode 71. It's in the books. Those Who Wish Me Dead on HBO Max now. Uh, give it a watch and judge for yourselves. And until the next episode, everyone have a good week. Stay safe, and we will catch you later. Peace.